Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Forging Your Own Path with your host, me, Cherokee. This week is a little bit different because I am doing this on YouTube as well. <laughs> I've never done this before. Apparently, this is like the hot new thing with podcasters. Maybe it's not new. Maybe I'm just really out of date. Um, but the new thing is to put your live, not live, but put your unedited podcast on YouTube for YouTubers to also be able to see you. So if you want to see me doing this podcast on YouTube, it is YouTube slash the cherry doll face. Also the version that goes on YouTube is unedited. So if there's a moment where I have to take a drink of water or I don't know, do anything that is involved in life and you want to, for some reason, see that check me out on YouTube. And hello to those of you that are watching me on YouTube. I'm sitting here with a laptop on my lap. You can see how just completely lo-fi this whole operation is. And um, I actually hold a microphone in my hand like I'm a, a talk show host. I feel a little bit like Bob Barker here. So today's topic is about Viva Las Vegas. But before we get into that, I have some confessions. So the first confession is from Vicky Marquez. She didn't want to be anonymous. She said, I have a confession that's more of an embarrassing story about the day I met you. So I know you meet thousands of people all the time, let alone one day at a big car show. So I'm not going to be offended if you don't remember this, but I got to meet you at the Moon Eyes Christmas party in 2014 at the Irwindale Speedway in SoCal. You were at the Steady Clothing booth. You complimented my sunglasses and asked where I got them, but in that moment, I completely forgot where I got them. I know it was probably you just being your sweet self and making conversation, but I blanked out and couldn't answer your question because I I was so excited that I was finally getting to meet you. I remember later on. Now, every time I wear those sunglasses, I think of that. LOL. By the way, I got them at, at the Santee Alley in downtown LA for like 10 bucks or less. They're still my favorite pairs. I do not remember this sunglass uh, altercation. I guess it's not an altercation. This sunglass event. But I'm sure I did actually think that they were cute because if I asked you where you got them, it probably meant that I wanted to buy your style and have some for myself. So like I said, I don't, I don't remember this happening, but thanks for the share. You can always get many awesome steals in Santee Alley downtown. It's in the fashion district. So thank you for your confessional, Vicky. If anybody wants to submit their confessionals to Cherry's Confessional, anything from a deep, dark secret to just like something embarrassing that happened to you, you can email them or text them to me if you want to be anonymous. Text is 818-640-7188. And my email is theonlycherrydollface at gmail.com. Also, if you want to um, submit questions and stories for future podcasts, be sure to follow me on my socials. I am at thecherrydollface on everything. So let's just get right into our main topic this week. Uh, Viva Las Vegas is coming up. It's coming up in September. And, oh no, I have to burp. And I feel like <laughs> I'm not editing this out of YouTube. So much pressure now. And also if I'm coughing. So anyways, Viva Las Vegas is coming up um, September this year. It's usually the weekend of Easter, but because of COVID, it was put off a bunch of times. And now they're doing it both in September this year and April next year. For those of you that don't know what the heck Viva Las Vegas is, I had a few people when I asked for a uh, story in the question submissions that were like, I don't even know what you're talking about. So Viva Las Vegas is a yearly music festival that is held in Vegas. It's hard to explain exactly what it is because it's so many things. So basically the all encompassing thing is that it's like a rockabilly festival. And it has bands all weekend, DJs spinning records until like five in the morning. There's 
dozens of ballrooms. There's a car show that also has bands, tons of ballrooms full of shopping, lots of vintage stuff, retro stuff, cool kitschy records, all kinds of stuff like that. There's a burlesque show. I think there's two burlesque shows. There might even be burlesque bingo too. There's a fashion show. There's a tattoo area where you can get tattoos. There's a pinup contest, which I have been had the honor of judging for many, many years. There's also bowling and then it's a casino. So there's gambling and well, I was going to say poker, but poker is gambling. There's all kinds of other things to do too. And it's at a casino also. So there is a bar. So there is also drinking, drinking, dancing, gambling, having fun, shopping. It's crazy. I think over like 20,000 people come every year from all over the world and it's super fun. So I have been going since 2004. I actually got married at Viva Las Vegas, my first marriage I got married. But it was when Viva used to be, so now it is at the Orleans Hotel. It used to be at the Gold Coast. And when it was at the Gold Coast, it was way smaller. And the car show was on the rooftop of the Gold Coast parking garage. But the car show didn't just last on Saturday. It was like the car show was the whole weekend. It wasn't like fenced off. There were rules on the cars that could be in there, but it wasn't as sort of like a a corporate event as it is now. Yeah, so that in a nutshell is what Viva Las Vegas is. And I just want to kind of give some tips for attending in this podcast, um, some what to expect. Also, I'm taking a bunch of your questions about why I go and um, the elitism and the snobbery and all that. So if you want to hear all about it, keep listening. So first, let's talk about some tips for attending. First, obviously, in attending is getting there and where you're going to stay. Getting there might be a flight, might be a drive, whatever you prefer. That's the easy part. Hotels are a little trickier. If you want to stay at the Orleans for Viva, you have to book your hotel during the Viva the year before. So they always open. So let's say 2021, they'll open room blocks during the 2021 weekend for 2022. And if you don't get it within that little opening space, they sell out and they sell it really fast. And they have waiting lists. And if you're at the top of the waiting list, odds are you'll probably get a room. But if you want to stay at the Orleans, I cannot stress enough, buy your rooms ASAP as soon as those rooms open. I personally do not stay at the Orleans because I kind of want to be out of the hecticness of it, especially for me. It's just like just a really hectic weekend. But the the I guess the benefits of staying at the Orleans are if you want to be in the thick of it or if you have quick changes, like you have to be somewhere and you want to change into this outfit, into that outfit really fast. Or if you want a place to put comfy shoes or, um, you know, to go back and refill drinks, if you don't want to pay for drinks all weekend, there's definitely benefits to staying at the Orleans. And like I said, you're in the thick of it. So you don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay for Ubers, which is also really nice. You can also get another hotel. They have the hotels that surround the Orleans always make deals with Viva that have, um, like, uh, what is it? Like a group discount code or whatever. So they'll give you discounts for your room for the weekend. I know the Palms used to do it. The Gold Coast does it, um, the Rio, but I don't think that even exists anymore. So you can look and see um, if there's hotels that also have those discounts. Airbnb is an option too. And Airbnbs are getting a little bit more slim because of COVID. And Airbnbs are more of an idea if you want to share with people, or you can just rent a room in an Airbnb if you want to. There's plenty of them all around the Orleans. But if you want the Vegas experience, like if you want to stay at a casino and go to the pool and do all of that, I would definitely suggest doing the casino route. And for most people, Viva is kind of a save up all year or 
many years for a vacation. So hotels can be a little bit more fun. I stay in an Airbnb because for me, most of the weekend is work. And I've been to Viva so many times. I've been to Vegas so many times that for me, there's not like the novelty is kind of worn off for me. So I don't mind staying in an Airbnb. And I like having a kitchen to cook. So when you have booked your flights in your hotels, you need to think about packing. So what I do when I pack for Viva especially, is I make a pack list. So this is a list with everything on it that I need to bring down to socks, pajamas, phone charger, everything I can think of. Because sometimes when you're packing for Viva, you get really excited about the outfits and then you forget the like essential stuff. But also I do put my outfits on my pack list because I plan my outfits out day by day so I don't have a lot of extra stuff with me. And that comes in handy when you're flying. I now drive out So the space thing isn't really an issue anymore, but when it was, planning just the essentials really helped with packing space because vintage dresses are not small. Most of them are big and fluffy and crinolines and all of that. So putting what you want to wear on a pack list is really helpful. Also though, take it from me, bring backups. So this didn't happen at Viva, but years ago I went to the Nashville Boogie. Me and my buddy Liz were doing photo shoots I have a full on sweat mustache. Side note, it is the thick of summer here and I cannot have my air conditioner on when I film or record. So I'm sweating it out for you guys. Those of you watching me on YouTube can see I'm barely wearing anything. I'm wearing pajama shorts and a little tiny tank top. But my sweat mustache is raging out of control. Um, Anyway, so Liz and I were at the Nashville Boogie and I had brought one dress for each night and realized that I had gained weight and I had not realized I had gained weight. And so I just threw in a few vintage dresses I've worn for for years and years and neither one of them fit me. And luckily there was a vintage store going out of business that was having a sale in Nashville that weekend. And we went and I found a couple new things, new to me things that fit me and that saved my, like I wouldn't have had anything to wear. I would have been wearing like jeans and a tank top to like a fancy night out dancing Not that there's anything wrong with that, but not my style. So definitely bring a backup or two just in case, not even if something doesn't fit you, but if something rips, I also had that happen. I was dancing and my partner spun me and my dress ripped from my armpit to my waist, just popped open. Luckily it was a dress I wore a bra with. (laughs) Otherwise there would have been a full on boob, like just hanging out for everyone to see. But once that dress was ripped, it was not wearable anymore. So backups are always good and backups too of jewelry just in case something breaks or doesn't work or hurts or the color wasn't what you thought it would be or whatever bring extra flowers bring extra jewelry like don't overpack don't bring like 87 suitcases you don't want to be that like real housewife turd but definitely bring a little extra and also remember that you can bring more than one outfit for a day because there's different events there's daytime and there's evening for me I don't go I used to do viva in the day and the evening all of the days because I would like I was just there for the event. But now that I work during the days, I'm working. So for me, I have to bring clothes to work in. So like, you know, shorts and a tank or whatever, and then something fancy for the evening. But, you know, if you, you know, if you bring like a fancy rhinestone cocktail dress for the evening and you forget something for the day when you're just walking around the casino, you might look around and be like, oh man, I wish I had brought my like cute little high-waisted dungarees or like whatever it is that you want to wear for the day. So make sure to bring an outfit for the day and the evening just in case. And then if you're going to do something special, like you're going to go to the pool party or you're going to go bowling or whatever, just think about outfits for those occasions as well. The pool party, they do a vintage bathing suit competition too. So if you have a vintage bathing suit and want to enter, that's always an option. Also very important if you're flying, and I've learned this the hard way, make sure that you carry on any of your breakables. You may feel like they are packed really well. Do not check them. And this goes doubly for lucite purses. 
you can get away with it with parasols. If it's a paper parasol or a vintage parasol, I'd be really careful. But anything that's really fragile or breakable, I would definitely carry on with you because there's no guarantee it's not going to get shattered. And also, don't forget your sunglasses. Viva sometimes falls in the time of year where it's starting to... Well, if, when it's in spring, it's still kind of cold in some places. And now in fall, it's going to start getting cold in some places. So you might not remember that you're in a warm climate where it is sunny all day and you're going to be in and outside a bunch. So don't forget your sunglasses. Um, if you want to bring cute vintage sunglasses, whatever, but just to protect your eyeballs. And also on top of that, which is more important, doubly, triply, infinitely. I don't think that's a word, but that much more important is bringing sunscreen and wearing sunscreen, sunscreen for your face, sunscreen for your body. The sun is way more intense in Vegas. It's way more hot and you're in the desert and there's some altitude. So you're going to burn a lot faster, especially those of you that live in either cold climates or like Europe where it's real cold, like Sweden, Norway, Finland, you guys are not used to the intense sun of Las Vegas. You're also much closer to the equator when you are down this part of the world. Don't forget your sunscreen. And of course, you can always buy all of these things when you're out there, but everything's way more expensive. So better to buy it from home. Save yourself a few bucks. And then also another essential to make sure you pack is a little bag of medicine and Band-Aids. You're going to need Band-Aids for your feet, for maybe a various cornucopia of other things. I don't know if you smash a bottle in a bar fight and you need to Band-Aid up your thumb. I, I don't know. But definitely for your feet. I don't think I've ever gone to Aviva once in the... 17 years I've gone that I did not put a band-aid on my foot whether I was wearing flats sandals heels it's so much walking so make sure you bring your band-aids but also make sure you bring medicines like just random like cold medicine tums cough drops all of those little things because again if you buy them in the hotel they're going to be really expensive and there's not a whole lot walking distance and also remember it's really really hot so a half mile in normal climate might not seem like much but when it's 100 degrees outside you're not going to want to do it and then you know ubers get expensive so bring your medicines just in case you get that tummy ache or that sniffle and make sure to bring allergy medicine if you have allergies because my allergies go wild in Vegas, not only because of the climate, but also because of the smoke in the casinos. It'll make you so congested. So make sure you bring your medicines. Another tip that I have as far as itinerary goes is planning your itinerary. You're going to want to plan what you're going to do because there's more to do in the weekend than you could possibly do in one weekend. So you're going to have to pick and choose and some things overlap. So there's, I think, four or five different ballrooms and bars where bands play. And a lot of them play either at the same time or like a DJ you really want to see, excuse me, is playing at the same time as a band. Or maybe the burlesque shows going on the same time as the bowling and then something's going on at the same time as the car show. Whatever it is, Go to the Viva Las Vegas website. I think they might actually have an app now. I'm not sure if they do, but I, something's telling me they do. But what they used to do was just put the schedule in a grid day by day. And you can get the, the program that comes in your little bag when you check in. But if you want to pre-plan, what I used to do, I would just print out the grid that's on their website. And then I would go on the grid and just highlight everyone I wanted to see. And then you won't forget, because here's the thing. You're going to be walking around. It's sprawling. It's over an entire casino. So you're going to be at the north side. And then remember, oh my God, Vicky Tafoya is playing in the ballroom on the south side. And it's going to take me 20 minutes to walk there. So if you have your little gridded out thing, then you know what's next. And you're not going to miss anything you really want to see, especially if you've come from far away. Or if this is like a once in a lifetime thing for you, you're not going to want to miss those really big special things that you're there for.
Oh, and also figure out ahead of time if there's certain events that you need separate tickets for. I know in the past, the burlesque show, you've needed separate tickets to get into the burlesque show. So you actually have to stand in line to get tickets for that. And once they're gone, they're gone. It doesn't matter if you have a wristband. I'm not sure how they're going to do that moving forward with COVID and the changes. I have no idea. But just look ahead of time and make sure. Join the Viva Las Vegas group on Facebook. It's run by Tom. Everybody in there is really helpful. If you have any questions like, hey, do I need a ticket for this or that? If you ask in there, people will give you an answer or link you to something on the website that will let you know. But just make sure that you do that and you don't miss out on something because it was ticketed and you didn't know. And then also a good thing to do is when you first get there, walk around the whole casino and get a lay of the land. If you've never been there before, like I said, everything is really spread out. The piano bar is on one end, the... um can't remember what it's called there's an irish pub on one end then all the food is like on the on your way out to the car show the car show is really far from the casino now i think something's happening in the arena which is out by the car show it's a really long walk from everything else so just do yourself a favor and just walk around the casino and sort of like eyeball where everything is and then go up to where the ballrooms are make sure you know where the ballrooms are where the vendors are just so that when you are going to these things that you know kind of where you're going instead of being like oh my god i i can get there in five minutes and then you realize that it's across the casino and then you've missed half of whatever it is you want to see. The bar, so the bars near the escalators, when you go down or up the escalators that are on the first floor, the main floor, those bars are always crowded. It's where most of the meetups happen. So the like singles meetups, the sober meetups, the there's all kinds of meetups too. If you guys are of any kind of, if you're gay, if you're single, if you're LGBTQ, if you're trans, if you're differently able. I mean, I can't even tell you there's meetups for like every type of human. And usually they happen at those bars by the escalators because it's a good general meet, like meeting point. But those bars, not only they get crowded because they're kind of right in the center, but it's also kind of like the place to be seen and people just congregate there. So if you actually want a drink, I would not suggest getting a bar, uh, drink at those bars. They're really crowded. I would suggest going into a ballroom or one of the bars, like inside bars. So the bars I'm talking about, the escalators are just outside bars. They're just round bars in the casino. I'm talking about going to the bars that are like the Irish pub, uh, Brennan's uh, or the piano bar. The piano bar is kind of outside too. But um, the bars that are more enclosed, especially the ones in the ballrooms, there's bars at the back of all of the ballrooms. Go into those when DJs are playing because when bands are playing, there's lots of people in there. They don't want to leave the band so they get their drinks there. But when the DJs are playing, those bars are empty. So that's a good time, a good place to get a drink. And sometimes the bar that's at the top of the escalators where the photo booth is, sometimes those bars are actually pretty, pretty good. So if you're walking up and heading into a ballroom, I would suggest getting your drink there on your way in. Also, one thing to note, if you are a smoker, first of all, stop that shit. It's terrible for you. But second of all, if you um, want to smoke, you can only smoke in the casino. You cannot smoke once you go up the escalators. There's no smoking in the second floor. Uh, it's to protect all of the vintage clothes and also our poor, fragile lungs when we're dancing. So there's no smoking in the upstairs areas. Also, another thing is if you want to book a hair and makeup appointment, so Obviously, if you can do your own, great. Not everybody is as dexterous or practiced as others at doing hair and makeup. So a lot of people book hair and makeup artists. There's some that are actually in Vegas. There's some that travel in. I actually do hair and makeup, but only for photo shoots. So I'm booked. I'm already booked out. I don't have any spaces open. But if you find an artist that you really like, one, make sure that you book them well in advance because the best artists always sell out really, really fast. 
Two, don't worry about it so much. If you are not a professional hair and makeup artist and you cannot afford a professional hair and makeup artist, just do your best. If you like to dress up and you think it's fun, cool, follow some of my tutorials or just, you know, do whatever you want. If you don't give a shit about doing your hair and makeup, don't do your hair and makeup. It doesn't matter. It's not the end of the world. But if you do want it, just make sure you book it well in advance. The one thing that I love about Vegas and I do it is wet setting my hair because it's so dry there that your set will last the whole weekend. The exception is for me, I have, well, not anymore, but I had long hair. So when I would set my hair and I would dance, the sweat would make the curls droop. But in the years before, I would wet set my hair on Thursday and not wash it until I got home on Sunday evening. And I didn't curl it any other time except that first day. So if you know how to do a wet set or if you don't know one and you want to learn, I have some videos on YouTube on how to wet set or wherever you want to learn it. Learn it, practice it a ton before you go and it'll save you so much time and energy. Oh, my eyeballs are dry. I have a fan pointing at me so I stay cool. I just had laser eye surgery. I talked about on Instagram a little bit. I think I'm going to do a podcast just dedicated to the whole rigmarole of getting LASIK because a lot of people are asking me a lot of questions. So if you have a question about LASIK, please ask it. Either you guys on YouTube, ask it in the comments below. You guys listening on my socials, send me an email, send me a text. So, oh, another thing is to bring cash cash money. If you are from another country, I would definitely suggest getting American dollars before you leave. Obviously, anywhere you go in the casino, they're also going to take a card. One thing is service at bars is slower when you have a card because you have to wait to check out. You have to wait for them to run your card, all of that. If you just have cash, you can drop it on the bar and go. Also, a lot of the vendors really appreciate cash and they'll give you better deals if you pay with cash. And also a lot of them won't charge you if you pay with cash. Uh, not charge you. <laughs> they're still going to charge you. They're not going to charge you tax. That would be really weird if they didn't charge you and then gave you something and then you didn't give them cash. And also when it comes to the vendors, shop on the last day of the show. Uh, I think it's usually Monday that the vendors are open because they're going to want to get rid of their stuff and they're more likely to cut you good deals. If it's something rare or something you have to have or one of a kind or something like that, snatch it up beforehand. But if not, if you can kind of wait it out, stay hydrated, stay hydrated. Drink tons of water. Get, buy yourself some Gatorades to keep in your hotel. Not only will you get dehydrated from drinking, but you also get dehydrated because you're in the desert. It's really dry and there's some altitude, especially if you're not used to that climate. You're going to feel dry. When you wake up in the morning, your throat's going to hurt. Your eyes are going to burn. Also, make sure you bring lotion, tons and tons of body lotion. The lotion they give you in the hotel, that little teeny tiny bottle, is going to be enough for your left elbow. You're going to be so dry, so, so, so dry. So I guess uh, my last little bit of my spiel before I get into your questions is don't worry what everyone else is wearing. Wear what you want. If you love wearing vintage, if you have a huge... For me, I have a huge collection of vintage. I rarely wear it in everyday life. So Viva is my one time to wear this beautiful stuff I've collected for my whole life. If you don't like to wear vintage, if you don't have it, if you can't afford it, if whatever, if it's not your style, don't feel like you have to be part of the fashion show. It doesn't matter. Some people are in the ballrooms on Saturday night wearing full-on rhinestone cocktail gowns. And some people are in that same room wearing jeans and a t-shirt and no makeup. So don't stress about it. You're still part of the club. Even if you're not in vintage, we're all in the club together. We're all there to enjoy ourselves and nobody's going to judge you. And if they do, if you feel like shitty stares, they're assholes and who cares? Come find me and you can be part of my crew and they're going to be jealous because they're going to want to be my friend too. Oh, another thing too is to wear comfy shoes. You see these girls 
by the end of the night hobbling around in their beautiful stiletto lucite rhinestone heels or whatever these heels are. You see girls trying to dance in them. I've seen people eat shit trying to walk in them. I don't wear heels to Viva. I wear heels at the car show because I judge the pinup contest and I'm on stage. Besides that, I wear flats every night. I learned my lesson years and years ago. I don't even bother with heels anymore. I find a cute pair of flats that mostly match what I'm wearing and I don't care. Nobody cares about your shoes. Be comfortable. Also wear something you can dance in because especially in the evenings, it's all about dancing, whether you know how to swing dance or jive or not. Get out there, boogie, bust a move. Please don't just stand on the dance floor. It drives me crazy when people just stand on the dance floor. If you want to stand and watch the band, try to do it from the outskirts or get really close to the stage. But a dance floor is for dancing. Uh, That aside, you're going to want to kind of boogie and wearing something really tight or really... I like dresses that have rhinestones or whatever on the sides that are going to rub your arms and make them raw, tight sleeves that you can't spin. Just be conscious of what you're bringing. If you, if you do want a boogie, maybe you don't. That's fine too. You can just be beautiful in your super tight dress. Speaking of super tight, do not kill yourself with shapewear and nylons, please. I used to feel that push of like, okay, I'm wearing full vintage head to toe. I have to wear vintage nylons and vintage stockings and vintage this and that. First of all, nobody is going to see your stockings or your garters. Even most of the time, if you're dancing because it's so crowded when you spin, nobody can see it. Nobody knows that what you're wearing underneath is vintage. Wear a nice comfy pair of cotton panties that are going to absorb your sweat and not give you a yeast infection or a urinary tract infection. Call it a day. You don't need nylons. You're going to be so hot. Unless, like I said, if that's your thing, if you like it, if you have nothing else, if that's what you wear every day, that's cool. But don't stress and don't think that you need to wear all the vintage undergarments or shapewear or even current shapewear. If you don't want to wear shapewear, who cares? That is it for my main topic. I'm going to take a bunch of questions in the second segment. So until then, let's take a break. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, welcome back. So let's take some questions. I asked for your questions and stories related to Viva. And you guys actually only gave me questions, so no stories this time. First question is by Liz Huckleby, which is actually my friend I was talking about earlier that uh, I shoot with. She said, what's your favorite fun Viva story? I have a lot of them. I think eloping in Vegas is just like a funny one to tell. One small side note is last year during Viva, I was walking on the car show and Ellen Von Unworth was taking pictures of me while I was walking around, which was crazy. If you don't know who Ellen Ellen Von Unworth is, she's a fashion photographer that's like shot everybody. But my marriage story, I was at Viva in 2004. We were on the, the rooftop at the Gold Coast. We had a vintage truck. We'd only been dating for two months and we were sitting in the truck and he goes, you want to get married today? And I was like, okay, (laughs) like, why not? It'll make for a funny story. I never wanted to get married. I didn't take it seriously. I didn't think, I mean, I knew it was real, but like didn't care really. Back then you could get in and out out of the car show with your car. So we jumped in the truck. We needed a witness. So we asked our friend Derek, we didn't have enough money. So we asked him to borrow. I think it was like 
$35 to get the marriage license. We overheated three times driving there because it was stop and go Vegas traffic in this vintage truck. We got to the courthouse. We did the paperwork. Then you have to go to a chapel. You have to have somebody actually marry you. So when you walk out of the courthouse of Vegas with your marriage license, it's like paparazzi, but instead of paparazzi, it's crowds of people trying to sell you their chapels. So they have like booklets with pictures and they have like a limo. I have a limo waiting right now. You can jump into. So we basically were like, all right, who's the cheapest? And some dude was like $49.99. We're like, all right, sold. So we got married for under $100, borrowed every penny from our friend Derek. We went to the same chapel that Tara Patrick had gotten married in on a um, reality show. She actually got married in it after we did, which was funny. I think I don't think it exists anymore. It was right next door to the world's largest souvenir shop. So we had to go there to get rings because we didn't have any rings. So he got a horseshoe ring and I got a giant fake diamond. It was plastic. And we got married. And... Our wedding photo was us under like a fake rose trellis with me holding a fake rose, like the kind you get at 7-Eleven that's like wrapped in plastic. No pictures of it exist, thank God. I had blonde hair in the worst victory rolls known to man, a black and white polka dot dress and these like big chunky shoes that made my ankles look tiny. I still remember that picture. He was wearing, he was wearing a, what we used to call in a wife beater, which now you just call a white tank top. He was wearing that in like a fedora, I think. And that was our wedding. And then um, I wore that plastic wedding ring for like five months after until I got something that was more suitable. So that's probably not really like my favorite Viva story, but I think that's my like most interesting Viva story. Brianna Joy Mason said, how can you afford to go to Viva? So back in the day, Viva wasn't really that expensive. When we used to go, I mean, I was like in my early 20s, we were broke. We would drive from Oregon to Vegas. It was like 20 hours. We'd drive in our vintage car. We just have to pay for gas, but gas back then wasn't that expensive. And then the rooms at the Gold Coast back then were like 30 or 40 bucks a night. They were not expensive. I don't know if they do it anymore, but it used to be if you were gambling, you'd get free drinks. So it was kind of the way to work the system. Now Viva is more expensive, especially for those of you that are flying in from other countries or wanting to stay at nicer hotels. Casinos are also more expensive. Food is more expensive than it used to be. Like you could get like a full buffet for like 20 bucks, like a dinner buffet. So it's a little bit more expensive than it used to be. But now these days I actually go there for work. So I'm actually making money. I don't really spend any money to go to Viva. So... That is how I afford to go to Viva. Maria Rosie Stroop said, I love your mind, but I would like to know why do you attend Viva Las Vegas? Do you attend the event every year? I have attended every year and I think my, um, my intentions of int- attending have changed over the years. In the early days, it was because I was like Miss Scene Queen Rockabilly and I thought like you weren't anyone if you didn't go to Viva. And then of course, then you had to tell everybody that you went to Viva and how many Vivas you had been to and that you were there first. I remember the days of the Gold Coast. Like also side note, people that are like, oh, the old days of Viva were so much better before it was corporate bullshit, blah, blah. First of all, when the car show was on the rooftop, there were fights, there were Hell's Angels, there was broken bottles being thrown off the rooftop into traffic. There was like cars peeling out, people getting hit. It was... There were parts of it that were better. It was a little bit more mellow, I think, but I don't think it was better. It was just different. And I think there's pluses and minuses to then and to now for sure. But anyways, so why I attend now, honestly, is mostly work. I think there was a period in there for sure that Viva became just full on work and was not fun anymore. And I just kind of did it because, well, because it's a good 
good weekend for me work-wise. Now, actually, the la- not last year because it didn't happen last year, but the last Viva that happened was the first one that James came with me to. And I had so much fun. He is so into it. Like, it's not his thing at all in our personal lives, but he, like, borrowed a few vintage shirts from my vintage store, and he dressed up, and he, like, he he learned to dance, and he was a good sport. He stayed up with me till, like, 5 in the morning. Anyone that wanted to take a picture, he would gladly take it. Like, he made Viva fun again for me. So I'm really looking forward to this one coming up in September because it's been a long time since I've had, like, that spark of Viva being fun. So, yeah, I go for two reasons now. I go because it's fun and for work as well. But, yeah, I attend every year. At Miss Cactus Blossom said, what's your favorite event at Viva? Well, I judged the pinup contest, so that is super fun. For me, I think my favorite event personally, I always do a signing at the working class publishing tent at the car show. They always have a tent where they sell my books that I've published with them. And it's a place where people can come. They know where I'm going to be, where they can come, give me a hug, take a picture, buy something if they want. That's kind of like the fun part for me is actually having like a central place where people know to find me and I can like hug people and say hi. And people are humans to me instead of just like, random usernames on the internet. So that's probably my most fun thing. But second to that, I think is just dancing anywhere I can dance. I don't care if it's a DJ or a band or whatever. That's my favorite for sure. At Mrs. A. Osborne said any drama with the girls in the pinup contest makes me nervous about ever trying. So before I answer this, one thing I forgot was you can become a supporter of my podcast now, which is really exciting. If you're listening to this on Apple or uh, iTunes podcast, Apple podcasts, whatever, uh, there's a button at the bottom of my show notes that you can click and you can become a supporter. So if you want to throw like a buck or two at me every month or every few months or whatever it is to help keep this sucker going, I do not get paid to do this, which is why I've taken long hiatuses because it's hard to keep something going that isn't helping pay your bills. So if anyone wants to help out in that way, I highly appreciate it. Even if you do not want to become a supporter, please leave me a review. Reviews help immensely to potentially get future sponsorships for this podcast. So anyways, back to Mrs. Osborne's question about any drama with the girls in the pinup contest. So here's the hard thing is I can answer this question from my perspective because I am one of the judges. I have never been in the contest, so I've never been in it on the competitive level. I can say for me personally, I have never seen drama in the contest. I've heard drama outside. There's been some drama on the internet about it um, as far as inclusivity and that kind of thing. There's definitely been some some Twitter. I don't think anything really like aimed at one person specifically. So I don't think you'd have to worry about like being singled out. That exists a little bit. But I think between the girls, everything I've seen is all of the girls just having so much fun, having so much fun together. They're all in it together. They all get nervous to go on stage and they're all like just one like little happy family. And I know a lot of the girls have made friends doing the pinup contest where now they're friends because of that. So I think, you know, if you let it, if you let anything in life hold you back because you're nervous about trying or that you're going to be judged or whatever, there's going to be a lot of things you miss out on. Worst case scenario is you try it. You don't like it. You never do it again. Best case scenario is you try it. You think it's the most fun thing you've ever done. Maybe you win. Maybe you don't, but you make lots of friends and you get the fun rush of being on stage in front of thousands of people in the audience. And I don't know. I just think it's, you know, better to try than to always wonder and have FOMO. I think that's what the kids are saying. I don't even think it's kids anymore. I think that's old people are saying FOMO. I don't think that's a kid thing. 
so outdated. All right, last question. At Hell's Bell said, will someone not wearing the uniform still have a good time? My best answer to this is that is all dependent upon you. If you feel like you need to wear the uniform, wear it. If you feel like you don't, don't. Don't pay attention, like I said earlier, to what you think other people expect from you because doing that in any aspect of your life is going to make you not have a good time. So I remember people always ask me why I only wear vintage at Viva. Here's, here's another side funny story. So the same year I got married, Rockabilly pin up that whole thing. It wasn't very big yet. It hadn't hit its boom yet. It was 2004. And the one big brand, there were only a few, I'm not going to name this brand because their owner is like a right-wing nutbag but there were only a few companies making pinup stuff and reproduction stuff. And this company made this, I can still see the print in my, fa- in, in my face, in my brain. It was a, a wiggle dress that was a big blocky floral print. It was like a crossover, looked like a sarong, like a, a Shaheen style dress. They made that dress and then in the same fabric, they made a circle skirt version of it. And this year at Viva it became like a running game of counting how many girls were wearing that one dress. And I was so shell-shocked. I don't know why this is, but I, uh, you girls, I'm sure, can tell me that you get the same thing. Your nightmare is showing up somewhere wearing the same outfit as somebody. I don't know why dudes like can all wear the same white T-shirt and jeans and it doesn't matter. But f- for some reason, girls have this like weird thing about wearing the same outfit. And it, it, that, just, like, <laughs> that year traumatized me so hard with that damn floral dress that after that, I was like, I'm never going to wear anything but vintage because the chances of someone wearing the same thing are almost none. And luckily, to this date, I have never, that I know of, worn the same thing as someone else. I definitely have either bought something that someone has worn years before. I bought a lot of stuff from Lisa Love that she had worn to Viva, or people have bought stuff from me and worn them years later. But that is why I personally only wear vintage, and also because I have a lot of vintage and I like to wear it, and that's my my excuse to do it. It's not a snobbery thing. It's not like there's nothing wrong with reproduction. I don't know why I even got into this story. Oh, you're talking about the uniform. Yeah, so whatever. If you want to wear a cute reproduction polka dot dress, do it. If you want to wear jeans, do it. If you want to wear a ball gown, and if you want to wear a big poofy sleeved 80s dress, who cares? It's still vintage. So I don't stress so much about the uniform. And I think that's my, like, my, clo- my closing argument with all of this is just don't stress so much about fitting in and if people are going to think you're cool and if you're doing the right things or wearing the right things or whatever, if you accidentally get too drunk or whatever it is, don't stress about it. Go have fun. Go dance. Go meet some new friends. Go buy some new vintage. Go gamble. Maybe win 20 bucks. Have a few drinks. Be sober. I don't know. Meet the love of your life at the meetup. But yeah, if Viva is something that interests you, I highly suggest everybody do it at least once just to see if it is for you. And that concludes my podcast this week. Thank you guys that have watched this. I am really curious to see what the viewership is going to be on this. For those of you listening on my podcast, uh, please check out my YouTube version so you can see my super glamorous attire and my sweatiness, my sweat mustache. Oh, nope, it's still there. I thought it was gone. I think that's it. Don't be an asshole, you guys. And until next week. Here's me waving like a maniac. I don't have to narrate it on YouTube. You guys can actually see me doing it. (laughs) Bye, guys.